For marketing agencies and social media managers looking to prove the value of their work, I've got something special for you. Agora Pulse is not only Social Media Examiner's tool of choice as an all-in-one social media management tool, it also allows you to track the traffic, conversion, and revenue from every social post, comment, and private message. Learn how to prove your social media ROI with a free training or a free trial by visiting agorapulse.com SME today. Again, agorapulse.com SME. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, your guide to the ever-changing world of social media. Hello and welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show. I'm your host, Eric Fisher. My co-host is Grace Duffy. My special guest co-host this week is Owen Video. And this is the show for marketers looking to stay on the leading edge of social media. We bring you the expert opinions about relevant social media news and how it impacts you. On today's show, we're going to discuss some YouTube recommendations, things, things they're trying out, as well as a huge thing, Facebook group membership changes. And again, I already mentioned our special guest co-host is Owen Video. Our special yo, guest yo. for the Facebook segment is Bella Vasta. Good to be it's here, guys. Be awesome. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited Welcome. to be here with you guys and uh, talk about these new changes. You know, Michael Stelzner just released, well, Social Media Examiner just released a new episode of The Journey. And it's fantastic. The show is getting better and better. And, and here's the thing. Michael had mentioned that his tribe is not so into YouTube. And I think that I agree with him. And I think that a big reason for that is that we don't know really how to discover things on YouTube that we really like, right? Like if you want to find somebody throwing pie off of a building or, 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 or throwing a bowling ball at a clown, there's tons of that on YouTube. But how do you find like good mature content that people like us, marketers and business owners would enjoy stuff like The Profit, stuff like Shark Tank. And I think what we're going to cover today, some of these new changes are going to help us find content that we really like. And it's not going to be content that's a million subscribers or 500,000 subscribers. It's going to be smaller channels that are talking about interesting things. Uh, and so I hope that we can kind of go on that journey together uh, today and, and look at some of those things. We will for <laughs> sure. A uh, couple of housekeeping things. So as you know, this show is brought to you by Social Media Marketing World 2019. You can join me. You can join Owen. You can join Bella. You can join 7,000 fellow marketers at the mega conference designed to empower you. It's Social Media Marketing World 2019. Find out more oh, yeah. at smmw19.com. Also, did you know we have a tweet chat? Oh, and you were just on our tweet chat. What was it last yeah. week? Wasn't it fun? I love tweet chat. You have, chats. You you have to say I mean? yes. <laughs> it's like this really great. It's, for me, it's the only way to use Twitter. It's this great yeah. way to really develop relationships with people that are on the platform. And a lot of times I'm taking those relationships off platform. Uh, I love it. Great way to meet new people. And I don't have to put pants on. So <laughs> don't say that. I mean, it's true, but don't say that. <laughs> well, if you would like to join us with pants or not, whatever, no judgment. Every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific for SME chat, hashtag SME chat. And by the way, you can find the notes to everything we're going to talk about in this episode right now. You can find it every week on Saturdays at socialmediaexaminer.com slash news. So Let's just jump right in here on that. We've got a ton of different things that all kind of lead into YouTube 
uh, basically doing discoverability and, and you've done tons of stuff yeah. with YouTube. You're a YouTube marketing consultant and you've been a speaker at Social Media Marketing World, 17, 18 and coming up in 19. So we yeah. thought, hey, why not talk to you about this? You're fun, too. So we like I'm you. So, I'm so glad you did. Because <laughs> uh, YouTube, you're right. I have 45,000 subscribers on YouTube. I teach video marketing on my channel, a lot of tutorials on live streaming, but also how to generate leads and, and get customers with video. And, and I'm one of those channels that I think marketers and business owners would really enjoy. But it's not going to be this pop culture, million subscriber type channels, right? And these are the things that we want to explore more of. The YouTube algorithm is really, really good at showing you stuff that you want to see, but you have to kind of keep clicking on it. So, so case in point, I was watching... Uh, the journey on YouTube, let's just say on Thursday, on Friday, I wake up and the next episode is the first thing in my newsfeed. YouTube will show me more of what I want to click on. But if I don't click on it again and again and again, right, it's going to go away and it's going to try to guess what you want. Uh, these new changes that have just come out are going to help uh, you find stuff that you like. But if you're also producing for a company or you're making videos on YouTube, it's going to help your people find you. Uh, and that's why I think that these are such great changes to YouTube. YouTube's a phenomenal platform and everybody should be looking at it this year. Yeah, Absolutely. I think I kind of think of it like Netflix, where it's like I'm very careful about what I click on. And I'm also very careful that my kids don't get or my wife don't get into my profile because then it's like, <laughs> yeah. OK, you know, my little pony friendship is magic is not the next thing I need to be binging, you know. Yeah. So that is my YouTube, that is my YouTube right now. How many of you guys listening right now can like relate to that? Right. So I, I log into my YouTube and I, I see rainbow bride and the, the leprechaun kid essential guys, essential that you create like, like a house account. So we have like, we have a, yep. a home account for our home. And that's where we put the soccer mm -hmm. tutorials. And that's where we put some of the cajon. My kids are learning the cajon drum, you know, and there, we put the cajon tutorials there. Uh, that way, when I log into my stuff, I'm seeing, you know, I'm seeing Stelzner's show. I'm seeing Ryan Serhant's show. I'm seeing Nick Nimmin's channel and the stuff that I want to see. And it makes YouTube a really enjoyable place to be for me. It's like a second Netflix. It really is. So Grace, I know that you've got, you know, you're probably really good at just jumping in and saying, here's all the different things. <laughs> here's all the I different you, things. I saw you run it down for me already. So I know that you can. <laughs> Let's just do a quick overview of what these things are. And then we can drill down a little bit in yeah. each of these. Absolutely. So there's four things that YouTube is either rolling out, testing, and then one of the publications we follow, we found in the wild. So the first one is YouTube is testing a new recommendation format for mobile and desktop. So this comes to us from the publication, The Verge. Uh, they report that YouTube is testing this new recommendation format that filters up as little blue bubbles that suggest keywords, creators, related topics to help users browse through videos. So if you're watching a particular video and there's some part of it that you're interested in learning more about and you want to kind of go in that direction, you click on the keyword or you can find more from that creator or maybe that related topic. So it's intended to help viewers filter recommendations that are more specific and relevant to their interests more so than the videos then that are organically or algorithmically filtered off to the side, right? So this is yeah. an experimental feature that they're rolling out to just a small set of people. So if you haven't seen it, you haven't missed out yet. They're still testing it. Uh, you can find it on both apps and on the main desktop page. And um, the second thing is that YouTube is also 
enabled uh, voice search on its Android app. So now, and this is something that rolled out earlier this month. So you can actually use voice search to say, show me trending videos. Um, You can also say, show me subscriptions, watch history, and several other sections of the app. So it just makes it easier to just navigate through using voice rather than having to type or figure out what you're looking for. Meanwhile, on the iOS side, they are rolling out um, the ability to swipe left and right to skip the video or go to the next one to, again, makes it easier. And then the fourth thing was something we found in the wild. It's a new tool that recommends videos to download offline to watch later. So this was discovered by a user in Malaysia and was reported to us by Android Police. We haven't really seen it anywhere. YouTube really hasn't confirmed what it's doing, but it totally makes sense. And so... You know, we're looking at all this news and we're thinking, okay, they're obviously working on searchability and discoverability. How can mm-hmm. marketers use these things? Yeah. I mean, these, these are phenomenal additions to the YouTube family. And what we're seeing is, is YouTube getting really intentional about helping you use the platform to see what, what you like. So these blue buttons that appear under the video uh, these, these are going to be like hashtags are going to be other creators. It's going to be related. It's they're helping you to find things like this. And the more that you use those buttons, the more that you're telling YouTube the sort of the, the, the general topics that you like to engage in, right? Um, you're telling them, I like, I like business stuff. I like politics and, um, and I like some My Little Pony stuff, right? And what you're going to see in your recommendations is you're going to see more of those things as the algorithm says to you, hey, you clicked on this thing. Did you mean it, right? Did you mean it? And you have got to spend time going not interested, not interested, not interested, right? I, I try to remove all politics from my YouTube uh, feed because I, I get mm. enough of it. I see it. You know, I know where to go for politics. So I don't want to see it on YouTube. What I want to see is like more tutorials. I want to see specific friends of mine, right? That are trying to grow and that I'm helping. I want to see my clients. And so I focus on telling the algorithm. Those are some of the things that I, that I want. And you should be searching intentionally for what you want to find on YouTube and then using the blue buttons to, to quickly get your, your mobile app working for you. And, and by the way, folks, use your mobile app, you, your mobile, YouTube mobile is a whole different experience, uh, to YouTube desktop, both good experiences, but the YouTube mobile is, is getting so intuitive and so fun to work within. Uh, in fact, I would challenge you guys with YouTube channels right now, go into your YouTube app and add me as a contact through the messages section. I bet you didn't even know YouTube could do that. That's why I'm giving it to you as a challenge. Go and find me. I did this with Mike Stelzner uh, a couple months ago to show him, hey, you can message people and actually talk back and forth through their chat. So it's a great it's a great tool to have. The voice text, okay? So for, for marketers, what you need to be doing is, is researching, doing your client research on that and finding getting your algorithms dialed in so that you know how to instruct your clients. You know how to instruct your clients how to use this thing. The voice search is amazing. I encourage everybody to look into voice search and how to use voice search more effectively, meaning the words that you use, right? Voice search is huge, right? And and by the way, for any of you guys with Alexas, it's kind of weird to come home in the pitch black. It's pitch black at night and you're, and you're like, oh, I can't turn on my light switches anymore, right? And so Alexa, turn on lights. And Alexa's like, what did you say? And you're like, Alexa, (laughs) turn on my bedroom lights. I cannot hear you, sir. You know what I mean? Alexa, 
turn on my life. Voice activation is a new thing and it's a fun thing. I was just thinking like there will be no sneaking into this house for my kids. Sorry. Yeah. Like you can't turn on any of the lights. That's right. You know, it's it's a death trap, really. Like you put Legos on the ground. It's like a home alone, home alone <laughs> episode, you know. Uh, however, using voice search is easier than SEO. And nobody is ranking for these terms, right? Nobody is ranking for um, YouTube, show me videos about marketing. Nobody is ranking for that because no one's ever typed that into the search engine before. So if you're in marketing and you want to get found on YouTube, voice search is a great way to be ahead of the game here, right? And to start ranking for words that people would say to an AI versus what they would type into a machine. It's very, very different. It's similar to SEO, but it's in sort of a different, a different ball game. Um, and that is what our company will be working on for sure is ranking for terms that people would speak so that as they go into voice search, they're finding exact title matches, which is what YouTube's algorithm wants. Yeah. Cool. I agree. Uh, this one about, uh, the ability to swipe next to see the next video on iOS makes me think of that accidentally turned on news feed or, uh, whatever on Instagram that happened a week or a couple weeks ago where people were like, uh, it's not letting me scroll. It's like making yeah. me Tinder story swipe. What's going on yeah. here? So... <laughs> It does. It, and it, it is. I feel like you're cheating on me. It's like, so you came in, you watched 30 seconds of my video and now you're like, who's next? Right. It makes me feel so used <laughs> and abused, right? Like all you came, you came in for the hook. That's all. And it kills your algorithm. Look, when, when people log into your video and they swipe off right away, that's a bad sign, right? You want people watching. So the swipe only feature or the swipe left and right feature is going to be a challenge for creators and business owners alike to, to keep the viewer's attention. And I think that's a great lesson to learn, right? So many of us, so much, many of the complaints I see on social media about this doesn't work and that doesn't work is all about capturing attention, right? It's like, well, you didn't capture the attention. You didn't capture attention. You didn't, you didn't ingratiate me to watch. So, you know, it's going to be a challenge for us and we, it should be a challenge for us to compete for our, our viewers and for our customers' attention. Now, on, on the flip side, it's great for the viewer. I mean, I really like it. You know, if I'm watching a video and I saw a whole bunch of things come up and suggested, right, and I just don't know which one to pick, I just pick one and just swipe. Pick one and just swipe. And I know you've only got 10 seconds to grab my attention. So I'm watching this going. In fact, I just did a Cajon lesson the other day that I swiped through. And it's too bad because it looked really good. It looked like it was 15 minutes. Like this is something I could put my kids in front of. This looks like a good video. But the guy took so long to get to whether or not I'm going to like it. I was in like 45 seconds, a minute 15, and I still didn't know. Like, dude, start playing the cajon, <laughs> right? So I would say this, you guys uploading on YouTube, get to the mm -hmm. dang point, right? Show them what you're going to show them and, and leave the, hey, I'm Bill Jones of the XNYZ company. Uh, and we, we upload every Tuesday, leave that, you know, even don't even say it, like put it as a lower third, right. That pops up and, and they can see it, but you don't have to waste time saying it. You say, look today, I'm going to show you how to take all of these business cards and put them into your LinkedIn in three minutes flat. Let's get going. So I'm in LinkedIn and I'm going to go to the section here, right. And you just start, right. That's how a business owner, that's how a marketer is going to keep attention in this micro content generation, uh, mm -hmm. which is it's, it's going to be a gold rush for some of us. Think about the leadership opportunities here, right? It's like, don't wait for the SEO articles to be written, create them yourself. 
right? Uh, and you start creating this, you think to yourself, okay, well, what are the, what are the top questions people ask me and create videos that are titled the exact way that people would ask that in your own estimation? Well, I think people would say something like, uh, you know, where do I get the best baby strollers, um, that are under $1,500, right? And that's a long title, but use that title, right? Use that title. Cause it's something somebody would say, into an audio device and you're there and you're ranking for it. Now you're sending emails to your base. Hey, check us out on, on, on YouTube. Uh, check us out on YouTube. Just say, you know, find Google home, find me this video on, on YouTube. If you're using Google home, if you're using Alexa, that's a little different because Alexa and YouTube don't, don't work well together, but you could, if you had fire TV, again, if you're listening to fire TV, fire TV is voice activated fire TV, show me a video on YouTube about, the best strollers for under $1,500, whatever the case might be. You know, this is the time where the leaders will be created um, in voice, uh, in voice technologies. Uh, and, and the articles will be written at the end of the year, right? Don't wait till then to get started. So one other thing, YouTube has been cracking down on the dangerous challenges and the pranks, et cetera. And we're not just talking like, you know, viral video when it comes to like ice. What is it? You said it. Grace, the was icebreaker ice challenge. Ice challenge. Yeah. It's been three years now or something. I don't know. Anyways. Well, now um, this thing is a bird box challenge, right? Like where you're yeah. driving without with the blindfold. I, I don't I don't do it. So <laughs> wow. I have kids. That's not funny. It's not funny. It's not cool. No. Uh, you know, and I, I hate that that's like that's like what our youth are doing to find mm-hmm. joy. You know, it reminds me of like the Crips years ago were driving around with their headlights off, and whoever would flash their blinkers. They would they would shoot at that car. You know, um, uh, it is such a good thing for YouTube to be cracking down on this. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think that that these are, are great platforms for us also to make as marketers. We're on the cutting edge like we think, oh, they've been talking about that for three weeks. But our, our neighbors have no idea about this stuff. And we as marketers, mm-hmm. I think we we have this. Um, uh, this great uh, ability to to be sort of the the watchman for our community and say, hey, this dangerous thing is happening online. Make sure you're, you know, you guys know about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, have you seen marketers doing any of these challenges or these pranks or anything just to kind of jump in on, I don't know, the virality of it? You know, unfortunately, I think marketers do a, a fairly poor job of of grabbing uh, trends for their business, you know, and, <laughs> and I would think that most marketers have a good sense to steer clear of this one. Um, you, you know, I do remember, uh, and it's still very active, uh, where marketers really are speaking out against, um, like don't live while you drive, right. Don't lie yes. and drive, uh, at the same time. And the, the marketing community has been very vocal about that. And I really applaud that. I'm a part of that. Uh, I think mm-hmm. I coined the hashtag don't live and drive, which kind of looks like don't live and drive. So, you know, you have to be in the right frame of mind. <laughs> Well, and I've seen I've seen people live and drive years ago and I've seen other people jump on and say, hey, for your own safety, seriously, stop. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. here's the thing. If you're going to try to try to if you're going to we call it trend jacking. okay? like you're going to take advantage of a trend that's that's happening right now um, that's going on. You've got to do it in a way that is innovative, right? As opposed mm-hmm. to a, a reposting situation, you know, kind of some, some cool things with the egg would have been like, Hey, we, we saw how popular the egg has been on Instagram. So we decided to hire our own egg, you know, and it goes to a shot of an egg sort right, of at right. the, the boardroom table. You know what I mean? 
you've got to play with it. You can't just repost. You gotta, and- yeah, you can't you can't jump in and just uh, I don't know steer the conversation to you. You've got to join the conversation as your own unique voice. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So exactly right on, buddy. Before we uh, bring Bella in and start talking Facebook group stuff, uh, I want to remind everybody that this show is brought to you by Social Media Marketing World 2019. And you can find out more by going to smmw19.com. Get a group together. Come as a group. You know what I I see a lot of is as we get closer to March and you find out that everybody's going to this event um, and you get to spend time with with some of the leaders in, in marketing. Um, everyone is, is starting to ask for tickets. Is anybody willing to sell a ticket? Is anybody, can I, I changed my mind. I want to go, go get the ticket now and trust that the investment will be returned to you. Right. I know it's a little fearful because I was that way the same, the same time, the first year I went, I spent like $700 on a ticket and I missed the first round of discounts. And so the second one, I was like, you know what, I'm going to go and I'm going to trust. And now I'm speaking there, right? Because of the connections I've made, the knowledge I've learned, uh, and maybe you guys don't necessarily want to speak there, but but you want big moves in your business this year. Grab the ticket, go in faith, and come and tell me about it. We're going to do a couple meetups, and I would love to meet you. So that's my challenge to you guys out there today. Not awesome. to mention, if I can jump in there, do you remember, Owen, the very first time I was walking by you and your crew, and you're like, Bella, and I'm like, Owen, and I got to yeah. like, see you in real life for the very first time. It is the best wow. place to like have all of us on screen come come like off the screen and actually see you and hug you and you are bella online and offline you know yeah. and it's so great to like walk down it's like i know you from your profile picture yeah uh, nancy Merlin, <laughs> same thing i saw nancy in the back of a room uh uh at three years ago and i've seen her there every year so i i just love the conference i love the relationships that come yeah. from the conference by the way, welcome to the show, Bella. This is your Hi, first Bella. time being on the show. So I'm a round of applause. So excited Bella. to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And you're speaking at Social Media Marketing World 19 as well. First time, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's it's my third year going, first time speaking. Super duper excited. And you're talking about groups, right? Like yeah, Facebook I'm talking about how you can get your Facebook group to be seen in the news feed. And oh, wow. I have a lot to say about it. I have done, oh my God, I, I don't even know how many podcasts. So I just really, you know, I live in groups. That's that's the backbone of my businesses and how I put the roof over my head and the food in my mouth. So I kind of feel like really excited to just share with everybody um, how cool. they can be successful in that way. And that's what we're talking about today too, right? All of the different Absolutely. changes that Facebook has been doing. So let's introduce like what you've done, Bella. You are the author of the book, The Four Types of Dogs Every Business Needs. And you host a podcast called Bella and Your Business, right? And you are an authority on Facebook groups. And we are so excited to have you today to talk about the changes to Facebook groups. (laughs) (laughs) So um, quickly to go over, um, I'm sure people have seen this a lot. So Facebook released a new set of parameters uh, around adding people to groups. So in the past, anyone could add anyone else to a Facebook group whether they wanted to be there or not. <laughs> and um, sometimes it was just innocent. Sometimes it was just like a friend. You know, the idea was that they brought you in because they thought you'd be interested in it or, yeah. hey, one of my friends is starting a new project. That's cool. But it's always awkward when they're like, well, here's this new weight loss product or makeup. And I'm like, um, why do you think this is for me? I mean, I love me. Anyway, so... 
Facebook has decided to help us with the awkward by introducing group invitations. So now people have an opportunity to be invited to a group and they have the option to accept or decline. I declined my first group this morning. <laughs> but um, and so and all these people will now be housed in a invited section of the membership part of the group and only admins and page uh, moderators will be able to see who's in there and then but they won't be counted towards your total member group anymore. So as a result, people were freaking out this week about how Facebook was removing people from groups, which is totally not the case at all. These are people that have never been to your bit group or whatever. Um, And then the next few weeks, Facebook is allowing uh, admins to send out one reminder. I love that. They are like one reminder. (laughs) (laughs) Use it or lose it to say, hey, you haven't accepted my group, you know, and I'll be like, well, this makes it doubly awkward when I decline, but you know, whatever. So Bella, what are your thoughts on this? How does this new invited category inside of groups change things for groups? Right. So for for me, it's kind of like a catch 22, right? Because if you're in the lane where you've been doing it right, which isn't inviting everyone in your mother, like assuming that the group owner's doing it, then this really doesn't affect you, right? But if you have invited everyone in their mother because you think that they want to join your group and you're so cool, then yeah, you're going to see like a little bit of a shift. But I question, you know, were they ever really uh, members of your group anyway? How do you define members, you know? So I think it's, I think it's actually a good thing because it kind of helps curb all that bad behavior. Um, but if you're doing a group the right way, then that's cool. Now, the interesting thing about this, and this is why it's a catch 22 is because when they're invited, they can still see everything on the feed and they can do a reaction. They just can't comment. So it's almost like it's like um, they're put into a a public group in a way that until they join, they can't comment. So it's kind of weird. Like, I would say that if you were invited, you should still be. I like to use the backyard analogy. You would still be like at the gate, but you wouldn't actually be in the backyard so you can see what's going on in the party. But on the other hand, because there's a devil's advocate, right, maybe that glimpse would let you know, hey, yeah, I really do want to be a part of this group or I don't. So I think you really just have to figure out like what your group strategy is and how that's going to work for or against you. Um, I think it's good to invite people, especially if it's like a paid group or a pop-up group. You know, I could see this being really awesome. Um, you know, you start a paid group and it's it's four-week group, right? So it's time sensitive. So I'm going to invite all three of you in here, but Eric just forgets to click, you know, accept. Then I can <laughs> then I can send out another reminder for him, right? Yeah. But, um, you know, when you're talking like mass scale, of group, I think it's really going to cut down on the spam and the lurkers and the and the people that just forget they're in the group. Because I'm going to ask you a question. Owen's been all about these challenges today, and I love it. Owen, you said so many <laughs> good things. I was taking notes, but I'm not going to go backwards. I'll go forward. My challenge to you guys right now: tell me how many groups are you a part of? Oh my gosh! Uh, you have no idea. My other point: tell me the name of a group that you visit every day. What group is a destination for you? Because I think society. when we talk about all this stuff, the thing is, is that our strategies need to change to make our Facebook groups a destination and not a drive-by. Does that make sense? 
Yes. Absolutely. Like this is the, the challenge, right? You have to keep your target's attention. Yeah. And we've, we, we can't ever lose sight of this, right? I would much rather be talking to a hundred customers than a million just kind of like passive viewers. Amen, brother. <laughs> For so many of us that are in marketing, you know, we forget this and it's hard because our bosses and our, our, our uh, you know, our, our higher ups, they, they want this virality, right? Whereas as a marketer, you know, you really got to be educating your company all along the way, right? It's not just at one meeting here, one meeting there. It's all along the way that we want, you know, targeted and engaged. And you build this huge group of everyone you invited and you post stuff and no one comments. I mean, that is the ultimate cricket chirp, right? That's the cricket yeah. chirp of, of 2019 is this comment, thousand people in the group and no comments or two comments, yeah. right? You have an unengaged group and yeah. uh, it's harder to get out of that trap than it is to actually get into it. Yeah, amen. And and you, and you stay out of that trap, Owen, like you were saying, by having an engaged group of people, people that want to be there. Just like Owen was talking earlier about you train YouTube on what to show you, which I loved. And I didn't even know Ryan Serhan had a, a, a show. That's cool. I'm going to check it out, Owen. Yeah, it's good. You can do that with Facebook too. And I encourage you guys to do that. You know, be a part of the solution instead of the problem of Facebook's not showing me what I want. But hopefully most of us marketeers know that, right? So yeah. let's help spread that good news because when we see people that are like, oh, Facebook took people out of my group, like, come on, guys. Like, let's fact check, check this stuff before we perpetuate the lies i don't know right, right? the fire the it's it, the fiery headlines right is we're all kind of searching <laughs> for that and eric maybe you're like me maybe you're maybe you're different like i'm sort of a lurker in the beginning you know like i'll, I'll yeah. see a group oh, and yeah. it's like so i really like this idea that i can check it out because someone says do you want to join my group and all i can see is the post that says no spam you know but now i can actually see more of a news feed i'd be like all right okay maybe today maybe not today but I could come back and I could check it out again, right? And I could I could look at it and see what's going on. So I really like that about, I, I like being able to see what's up and make a decision from there. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, Bella, I want you to clarify that because I want to make sure I've got this. Uh, I want to know, so if I am somebody who's been invited, I am able to see content inside the group to kind of look over the fence, so to speak, and see if I want to come in. Because I've been yeah, invited. Yeah, you can totally peek over the fence. So, um, and I've got so many windows up because we have all these articles, but I could read <laughs> it directly to you if you give me a minute. But basically that is um, what Facebook is saying. They're saying that you can, because I, I actually am not pending invitation anywhere. So I couldn't check for myself. But according to the Facebook page, that's what they say. Yeah, you just can't comment. You can react and you can read the post, but you just can't comment. So it kind okay. of feels like a, a public group in that way until you decide to become an active participant. Gotcha. The thing they did a few weeks ago, actually not just a few weeks ago, but a few months ago as well, the whole rejiggering of the changing people's notifications for groups, which yeah. can also be frustrating. I, but that goes back to my point, you guys, of of like, because I have that too, right? So I have, um, I have a couple of groups, but one of them is a mastermind. So it's a monthly subscription and people are in there. But you know, that those mastermind people are checking in there every day because it's a destination. I've given them enough value and enough like collaborative stuff that we've got going on there and accountability partners and zoom calls and experts and HR consultants that they're like, yo, what's going on with the mastermind today? So yeah. I would say like, you know, that was frustrating, 
but we have a choice. We can be frustrated by it or we can learn how to adapt to it. So maybe that takes an extra like graphic in your group saying, hey guys, or an email to your group members. You should have their emails and say, hey guys, I want to make sure that you see all my, my things. This is how you do it. Do a quick video or a graphic showing how to do it. You know, okay, it happened. It's going to happen again or something else is going to happen again. We just have to adapt and change and, and go with it. Yeah. Bella, um, can I ask about regularly scheduling content for your group, right? Does that help? increase your engagement where your group is expecting content Tuesdays at 3 p.m. from you? You know, Owen, I really think it's like the golden rule. Like, I mean, if you're dragging people in there all the time and they know like, oh, what is Owen got for me today? Or something's really exciting today. Then I think that they're going to, you're going to be top of the mind awareness. It's not going to be like the drive by. So I don't think it's necessarily a question of scheduling, For me personally, I schedule something Monday through Friday because I'm providing uh, information because people are paying to be in there. In my free group, I don't. And what happens in a group is eventually everyone starts, you know, the conversation for you, you know, and it becomes like that kind of thing. So I think it really depends on what kind of content are you producing. If you're making, I hate this. I'm going to say that word, hate. I hate motivational Mondays, tipsy Tuesdays, wacky Wednesdays. Thankful Thursdays, like come <laughs> on, like don't do that. Yeah. Sometimes I want a throwback, throwback Thursday. Oh, <laughs> throwback Thursday on Instagram or something, you know. Someone's like throwback Thursday, throwback Thursday. We show an old picture every Thursday, right? And it went nuts, right? The internet went nuts. There was somewhere that that conversation happened. You know what yeah. I mean? Now, now we're also just bored with it. You know, like give yeah. me something yeah. fresh and new. I didn't have no idea where it started. That person's not getting credit for it anymore. Yeah. We took that from you uh, and we, we own it now. Yeah, <laughs> we own it now. Yeah. It's ours. <laughs> uh, any, any other really thoughts on groups? We've got a, we've got a lot of other smaller Facebook and then even some Ooh. other, uh, other social media news. And, uh, so I want to know if we got any other last thoughts on groups before we move on. Oh my God. I could take like four hours. You could. You guys you could. So I think <laughs> the only thing I'm going to leave you with, and this is what I say everywhere because people, sometimes they just don't understand groups. So they're like, I don't need a group. I want you to think of the group, like the backyard and your page, like the front yard, your business page is manicured. It is, um, up to date. It is usually, uh, according to the season, people drive by it. It's really your message out to the world. When you actually love somebody or you want to get to know them or you want to get intimate in like a friend friendly way, you invite them to the backyard where all the cool kids are. And you don't go inside and just go take a nap. You serve them hot dogs. You give them a drink. You have cornhole, you have the pool, you have games and, and you want them to start talking with each other. So if there's one thing that you take from this, if you don't have a group, understand that your group is the place where you can build your community. Okay. And the page is, is really a place where you talk at people. I mean, there's not a lot of engagement that way. That is a perfect segue because our next story is actually about Facebook pages. They made some changes this week about um, increasing uh, transparent, uh, making them more transparent and accountable. Uh, basically, Facebook announced additional steps it's taking to handle page content that goes against its community standards and policies. Um, starting this week, page admins are seeing a tab that shows when Facebook removes certain content of theirs 
And then it also tells them when they'll reduce distribution. And then the weeks ahead, Facebook is also updating. Now, this is interesting to me. It's updating its recidivism policy such that if they remove a page for violating their community standards, they will also prevent you from using a duplicate page, a page you already own, or creating a new page to do that same activity. I think that is just awesome. <laughs> like, that's just crazy to me. They're cleaning house and they kind of kind of have to because of like the climate that we're in. But at the same time, it's like it also puts, I think, a stronger responsibility on all of us marketeers or Internet users for that case to know our rules, know the boundaries, know what's okay and not what's not okay. So I think it's just the introduction of of um, drawing that line in the sand. Dennis, you talked about this a lot during the. Uh, Senate hearings with 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 Mark Zuckerberg. I, I commented on that on my YouTube channel as well. You know, I've, I have opinions on that. But Dennis was really quick to to play a great role here, and and he was helping marketers understand what Facebook is, because we get stuck in our little bubble, right? Of like we use Facebook for marketing and for gathering, where as everybody else that we know is using Facebook in a very casual, unintentional kind of way, uh, and, and we have to remember that that's billions of people, right? And that's who Facebook is responding to. So knowing why they, they do things that might hurt us, but but they're thinking about this general, this their own persona, we have to be sort of educating our clients and educating our, our customer bases on what's going on as well, because the news media is only going to give them the big, scary deal. That's, yeah. that's the only thing that, and they're going to start deleting accounts yeah. and now they're doing this Facebook freeze and not, not that I'm against people leaving Facebook. If you want to, if you want to take a, a break from social, great. But my point is, is don't take it because you heard an article on the news and now you're like scared of Facebook, right? Facebook's not the boogeyman. They're operating in a way that you would understand if, if people could just explain it to you appropriately. And as marketers, again, we have more than just a duty, right? If, if you're in Facebook marketing for your customers and people are leaving Facebook, you're losing customers. You've got to remember that, you know, you could be training your clients, your business owner clients, uh, what's going on and what the truth of it is, right? Providing legitimate articles from third-party sources that validate. Most of the time, though, you guys know, your your boss won't even look at the third party. The fact that you presented it to them is is enough. The other part of that is is helping consumers and our family members understand what's going on, right? So that they can take that confidence into Facebook and buy the product they want. Facebook buying and joining has been a great experience for me since the very beginning. I didn't like some of the privacy stuff, but at the same time, I wasn't saying like, oh, I'm in a worse place today because of it. Teach people how to use it so that they don't feel afraid of it. And that will make you more of authority, more of an authority in your space as well. Educational yeah. marketing at its best. I was looking for sound effects on my computer to give you this. <laughs> but yeah, I, unfortunately, I have to applaud myself. Right? <laughs> See, and it, it, thank you. It's not. There fine. you go. Good job. Yay. <laughs> well, that kind of leads us to our next uh, topic here, which is this Facebook is adding new ways for advertisers to control where their ads appear, because that's one of the things that's been uh, kind of up and up for grabs is people thinking, you know, well, our consumers losing losing confidence in Facebook. Are my ads um, being placed in the right places? Are they showing up on sites that I don't necessarily want them to show up? You know, 
Mm-hmm. So, well, what do you um, guys think? I saw Stephanie Liu on two different articles I was reading yesterday, and she was doing her. It was a video ad, and it's so funny. Or sometimes I've gotten replies from other people too, being like, "I saw your ad over here," and I was like, "That's a Facebook ad." <laughs> and and again, to Owen's point, people don't connect that it actually does go off. So I think it's just really great because it's helping us target even better. Yeah. Um, our audiences and who we want to show up in front of or what what they're doing when we show up in front of them. We work a lot with our clients. We have a, a, a course coming out called the Video Sales Machine and boosting is a big part of that. And you got to boost too. Uh, soccer moms, 35 to 55. And how did it work? Then you got to boost to um, single moms. Uh, yeah. Then you got to boost to marine moms. And and you're, you're looking at your message. And this is something... You know, business owners that that don't know marketing are rarely told this. They're told, all we got to do is run ads. That's all you got to do. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, but there's, it's like, no, you have to develop the skill of running ads and we'll show you step by step, right? It's like, try that. What were your results? Try this. Which results were better? You know, mm-hmm. and, and then learning your, your message, you, you know, to the right market. And, and that's where you're going to have a lot of success and you'll be able to take that success into the future. It's not like you hired a guy, had success, but you can't afford to do it again. You know, develop the skill yourself. Uh, we tell we tell some of the, the, the companies that we train, um, you, you know, when you can master the ads conversation, you understand how that goes, um, you will have a, a skill that will last you the rest of the internet, right? Because there will always be that need. Yeah, good point. Um, before we wrap up, I do want to jump down and I want to hit two of the stories that are remaining really quickly. One is Facebook testing this new LOL video feed of memes <laughs> to possibly target teens. It's like in one, one last, di- last ditch effort to say, hey, teens, we're, we're still cool. We're Facebook. What do you guys think of this? Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Crickets, cricket. If I there mean, was a cricket meme. For trying. I mean, okay. Yeah. So just like to our point, we just said, you got to test it. Maybe they'll come back. Maybe they had to change the heart. But long term. Facebook is a place where they're going to find great content. So it's like, hey, this place that you think has horrible content just created a stream of horrible content for you. Right. Like it it, it doesn't (laughs) like get teens, um, you know, onto Facebook. I, I would I would do something like, you know, don't allow teens on Facebook. Stop targeting them. You, you know what I mean? And like, hey, it's yeah. not really for you. You know, it's yeah, kind of like you're going to have to get their parents off of right, Facebook exactly. and their grandparents off of Facebook first before right. you get the teens back on Facebook. It's it's yeah. a lot. It, there's a whole like rebranding effort. Like uh, maybe even if they're doing like more socially you know, social campaign, social responsibility that might bring some of these kids back, you know, because it's like it's deeper than just social connection. Right. There's a meaning behind it, but it's more than just a stream. It's a whole rebrand that has to happen in the eyes of the team. Right. I agree. I agree. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, we can't, we, we can't have a, a teen section and expect them to come in and think it's cool. Uh, awesome. The one other, the one other story I want to throw out here and maybe some people didn't see this. I did. Uh, I, I think maybe you guys did too, is Instagram came out again and said, Stop freaking out over this algorithm change that's not really an algorithm change. We're showing you everything. So, Grace, you can simplify this much more quickly than I can uh, so I know you've, is- because you've done an Alexa news brief about it. Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, there's this viral post going around and it and 
the wording kind of changes, but it's always like it's directed at small business owners from small business owners. And it's suggesting that so that any post that they share is being hidden, but from all but just 7% of their followers. And it's asking people to like and comment on the post to bump up its ranking in the feed. And this is being spread enough that Instagram actually announced a series of tweets just saying, we haven't done anything with the feed. It's still the same. You're going to, you know, you see everything. There's an algorithm. And I think it's just, to me, it's more confusion about what an algorithm is and how it works. So yeah. Like, yeah, I, mean, they, I mean, they basically had to reiterate and repeat. If you post something on Instagram, it is there. It is not hidden. Everybody who is scrolling through all the posts on Instagram to see everything since the last time they visited will see mm -hmm. it. It is not magically disappeared because you either used a hashtag or were ratcheting visibility down. It's just that people are posting more and there's more people on there and we have yeah, to okay. kind of order it based on who's engaging with what content more, liking it more, commenting more. That stuff all bubbles to the top, but the other stuff's still at the bottom. You just got to scroll to get to it and you yeah. can and you will if you do. So it's right. almost anyway. easy to think that like all your stuff will always show, you know, and again, testing if you you know start posting once or twice a day and use all the hashtags you're gonna see a big bump so it just comes down to like you know stop being conceited like that's not happening and stop perpetuating bad information yeah, like, yeah. i check this stuff guys come on because you're just like yeah. part of the problem yeah well, instagram is uh the platform of of the now like this is this is i think it's a hot topic I know that it's a big priority for us and and there are a lot of people jumping on Instagram right now. We just did a video this morning, sort of a rant on on the creator mindset, right? Which where I think a lot of this is coming from. It's coming from these like Instagram creators that are like, oh my gosh, I used to have so many hits and now I don't, right? And it's like, no, you got boring. You got dull, right? You let your guard down. And, and for the business owner, it's going to be even more challenging, right? You've got to be really, really targeted. You know, if you're, uh, there's so many companies doing like get 10,000 followers, you know, and, and, and get 20,000 followers. I don't think they're all bad. I think that there's so some people that are doing it really well, but most of them are, are just getting you follows. And if you're, if you're building an audience, 20,000 people, they don't care about your content. You're going to post something. You're going to get like zero response to it. And that's going to put you further in the hole. So now mm -hmm. the next time you post and now nobody, now it's hard. Now you're never, now you have this cycle of nobody responding to you. And I know business owners that are in this position because they found someone on Fiverr and thought it was a good deal. And they want to like join my course to get out of it. Now it's like, Hey pal, you're going to join my course to learn never to make those decisions again. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Think about it. Right? If it were that easy, everybody would do it. If it were that easy, your competitors would be doing it. The winners are going to be those that stick it out and follow a long-term strategy. Long like investing in real estate and in the stock market is great when you're at that point, but you need to do like some really basic CDs, some mutual funds for a long time to build a foundation that can't be destroyed. And that's what most of us should be doing on, on, on social media right now is building solid foundation, regular flow of sales that we can connect to our investment. And then we mm -hmm. can start doing more. All right, let's get 10,000 followers and see what happens there. You know what I mean? Take it to that next yeah. step. Place. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Guys, this has been great. We're 
almost to the end of our time here. I want to say this has been awesome. I want to remind everybody that you can find the links to everything we talked about today. Find those at socialmediaexaminer.com slash news. I want to say thank you again to Grace Duffy for being not only a great co-host, for being, uh, but also for being a great show producer. She does a lot of work behind the scenes. You guys do not see what awesome. makes this show possible. So kudos yeah. to her. Yeah. Thank you, Eric, for being a great host. And thank you for Owen and Bella for joining us today. It was really great to have you guys on and to have both of you weighing in on just a variety of topics. This is just such a fun conversation. Like I kept having to be like, you know, I have to take notes. I got to remember. <laughs> <laughs> this show is, uh, it's a lot of fun and I like to be here. So thanks for having me. Um, Hopefully regardless we'll see of again. where definitely see all of you at social media marketing world. Yes. Yes, definitely. And again, don't forget, grab your ticket today. You can find out more at smmw19.com. Also, if you're watching this, wherever you're watching or listening to this, uh, share it, share it as a podcast, share it as a video and, or go to the show notes on Saturday again and share that article, tag the speakers. I mean, our guests here, let them know the thing that you got out of this episode. That was the biggest like reward for them because that'll let them know they were onto something. And uh, as a person who brings news or creates content, that's always something we want to know about. So that's great. Please take the time to do that, that specifically. And uh, we'll see you next week. Uh, I guess the dogs are barking, telling us it's time to go home. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Totally fine. fine. All right. Uh, Thank you, Grace, Owen, Bella. And all of you watching, listening, we'll see you next week. See ya. The Social Media Marketing Talk Show is a Social Media Examiner production. For more social media insight, visit socialmediaexaminer.com. Want more good stuff? Sign up for our top-notch social marketing newsletter. We deliver it straight into your inbox three days a week. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates.